Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I don't want to see any goats around here after the game. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. First pod of 2018. Happy uh, New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Uh, Kevin, you were sick last week when we were going to pod. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I, I was feeling better, and then my throat got a little scratchy again, so I'm like, uh, but I, I feel all right. All right, playing through the pain. Playing yeah. through should the pain. drink like some tea with honey in it or something. I actually did drink some tea with honey yesterday. All right. Wow. Yeah. All right. He's on it. He's on it. Uh, Kevin, first of all, you were uh, snubbed by our good friend Joyce. Joyce wrote yes. an article, Best Kevins of the Year. Was it Best Kevins of the Year? Best Kevins on TV? I think it was technically in Hollywood. Oh, in Hollywood. Kevin does not make the list. Yeah, that's bullshit, Joyce. Very controversial. And then Joyce switches jobs. So I don't know if that. Joyce switched jobs? Yes. Do you think she, she was uh, she was canned because of that list for not putting I mean, Kevin in? That's what I'm thinking. That is what I'm thinking. So yeah, that's. I mean, she was probably fired. She as she should have been. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I mean, congrats to Joyce on her new job. Wait, where is she now? Uh, I would have to look it up. It's at something. I can tell you. It's in a at second. something. Well, that's good to know. Yes, yeah, it's at it is something. a real job. Yes, she is. Oh, I clicked the wrong person. Well, tell us what that person's doing. Yeah. Uh, it's too late. She is the senior editor at Gold Derby, which like handicaps the awards races and that kind of stuff. Well, so that's cool. Yeah, congratulations. We'll have to have a pre-Oscars uh, Oh, show yeah. Maybe. Was she handicapping Quack Question of the Year or anything like that? Not that I know of. I didn't get any correspondence there, but I mean, Vegas might have kept it very secretive, so I don't know if they uh, they allowed that because it is a big deal. But um, When are the Oscars? like february yeah i don't know i always know that they're like kind of around the same time as the globes yeah they yeah, so i guess are uh, they like six or seven weeks afterwards yeah i don't know the nominees come out in like two weeks i think okay so sometime after that i know we've had a guest on who's been nominated for an oscar that's true i think we've had multiple considering our, our music guy was also nominated i believe oh yeah yeah maybe maybe not who is wait who's the other one uh who was the other one? Who was the guy who lost the Titanic? I think it was some kind of like mixing. Oh, uh, maybe yeah, maybe I'm this thing. Was thing the same Jack person, Redford? Yeah. Uh, uh, our costume uh, designer though, was she ever up for something? She's done a lot of stuff. She has. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look through all our guests and see how many and who would be nominated for any Oscars and whatnot. I think um, Joyce should handicap which duck will be winning an Oscar first. Oh, mm. interesting. Mm. It's a kind of a short list, but I could get longer. Who knows? There could be some comebacks. 
throughout. That's true. The, well, Keenan. Everybody loves a good Kenan's comeback. probably won like some kind of thing for SNL, like writing or th- something like that. So. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. We'd have to look it up. But... And we're not going to do that. <laughs> no. I might. I'll look up Keenan. I won't look up all our all the ducks, but I'll look up Keenan and see what he's won. Um, before we get Josh going- Jackson should have won one for Skulls. Great film. He didn't win one for Skulls. <laughs> no, he did not. Paul Walker too. R.I.P. Uh, wasn't in the Mighty Ducks, but shout out to Paul Walker. Anyway. Well, but he was in the Skulls. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thrown in Paul Walker. I mean, I do love Paul Walker, but all right. Moving on. Before we get going here. Uh, I got an email here. This email came a long time ago, and I was trying to time it for January 4th, but then Kevin got sick and kind of ruined everything. My bad. But uh, it's okay. So this person is uh, sent an email. Uh, my name is Pirin, named after St. Pirin of Cornwall. Can you spell that? P-I-R-A-N. said it's pronounced like Sheeran, though, like Ed Sheeran. So I assumed mm-hmm. it's Pirin. So, did you look up who this person is that he's named after? St. Pierre of Cornwall? I did not. I just uh, assumed he was Do you even do anything, Mike? He's not great at research. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll admit, (laughs) slacking, slacking here. Uh, But Pierre writes, I'm from England, a.k.a. the UK. Straight to the point, my partner, Sarah, pronounced like Laura Croft, so I'm assuming... Did he provide phonetic... Yeah, the pronunciations are very important here, so I, I want to make sure I get them right. Uh, my pronu- Shouldn't you be saying this all in like a British accent? Yeah, I agree. Oh, all right. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my partner, Sarah, is a massive fan of your podcast and, of course, the Mighty Ducks. It's her 30th birthday on January 4th, 2018. Oh, wow. oh. If you could give her a big shout-out or a quack-out, it would be a great surprise. I know she won't miss it. We went to see the Mighty Ducks trilogy at the Prince Charles Cinema in London in September, all three in a row. About 100 people showed up. One guy had a jersey for each movie, which he changed during That's the intervals. Awesome. That's Excellent. awesome. There's no rule against changing jerseys between movies. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Piran says, what a quacker. Shout out to that guy. We agree. Uh, I booked us into our very first ice hockey game in the UK. We're seeing the Guilford Flames versus the Milton Keynes. I think K E Y Dons, yeah, M K Dons, Milton, K E E Y N E S, yeah, just call him to say M K. Okay, M K Lightning, M K Lightning, yeah. Uh, very excited. Ice hockey is not a big sport in the UK. We're into less exciting sports like football, soccer, and cricket. Uh, anyway, if you could give Sarah a massive quack for her birthday, it would mean the world to her. She is the love of my life, and I need to remind her every day in a new and special way. Uh, so Mike just made up that last part. Uh, Pierin didn't actually write that. Uh, sorry if you're listening. Pierin, Pierin did write it. Uh, so shout out to Pierin. Shout out to Sarah. No, no, no. big shout I, out. I think uh, quack out. Yeah, quack out. I, I like is this. This is, a, this is a first for the pod. Part of the vernacular. Change it to the quack out. All right, all right. And then I uh, kind of thought we were all going to start quacking there. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, 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 All right, if anyone's still listening, I thought that was good. That was good. We've tried. We need to drop that and use that as like a, yeah, as a drop. Get some drops. Yeah, we've um we've done random quacks in like bars, as I imagine most people our age have all the time. Sometimes it gets traction. 
Um, I would say most times it gets traction. Uh, Everybody loves a quack. It's a little hit or miss. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a challenge to our quack lights. Ooh, I like this. Record you and your friends or yes. family members or loved ones uh, doing, or strangers for that matter. Yeah, doing the quack chant at uh, random places. Hashtag quack out and tweet it at us. Quack yeah. out. All right. Yeah. And then challenge uh, two of your friends. Yeah. yeah. Spread the word. Yeah. I we'll like do it. this ice bucket challenge style. Yeah. I like it to raise awareness for the quack the podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's very altruistic. Uh, so quack out to Sarah and Piran. Uh, Piran has a question or he's got a topic idea. I think I'm going to wait on it though. And uh, we'll cover it in a different episode because already have a topic for this week. So, Tommy, what is the topic today? So, the uh, topic that um, Mike came up with with my, um, uh, I guess he consulted me beforehand, of course, um, was we all know that little Gordon Bombay misses a penalty shot um, when he is a hawk, and they lost in overtime. What exactly happened in overtime for this hawk dynasty to lose? Yes. So just to recap here, we have Gordon Bombay. And if you're listening to the announcer, uh, Duluth East has the puck inside of the Hawk zone. There's a turnover. Seems like Gordon Bombay picks off a pass or something. He's going down. He's pulled down. He gets this penalty shot. Uh, Riley puts a ton of pressure on him for no reason. He ends up hitting the post. And then apparently they lose in overtime. Um, So my first question is, Obviously, Bombay has this pressure. He misses it. Riley uh, basically tells him he let his whole team down uh, with what he said before the penalty shot. Does Bombay play in that overtime? I, that's a great question. I was going to say, I think that's the easy answer for this question is is uh, he benches him. And then they just fall apart because he's their best player. Like, I think that's like not to like oversimplify this, but I think that's the easy answer. I think it is oversimplifying a little bit. I think first you need to go back to when... So Gordon misses the, the penalty shot. He drops to his knees. He's sad. He And of course, it's played by the same actor as first kid. So you can never get that image out. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and Anyway. Sinbad. Shout out to Sinbad, as always. Yeah, and for our, uh, our listeners in the UK, first kid um, is basically the, the name given to like the son or daughter, child of the president of the United States. So... So, so, I guess, are, so they they they're all first kids, I guess. That's a good question. Are they like second kids? Like, no, because they're oh, still yeah. the, it's the first family. Yeah. So it'd be like first the first kids. kids. So I guess like yeah, Baron Trump isn't like eighth kid eighth or whatever. Kid, no. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, so he looks up and Riley is like terrible body language. He's not like clapping his hands like no no we're gonna get him in overtime get over here we'll be fine. He just looks awful. And you have to see, you have to believe that his team sees this. Like, coach has no faith in us in overtime. He's not saying, hey, don't like, fuck that. We're going to win in overtime. He's just like, well, that was our chance. And so, I don't know. Is the game lost right there? That's, well, uh, and this will have zero relevance to any of our listeners, but uh, <laughs> oh, great! So, That's so, kind of the theme of the podcast <laughs> overall. So, uh, do you remember a couple of years ago? I think it was Cliff Kingsbury's first season at Tech. Cliff Kingsbury is the head football coach at Texas, Texas Tech, Tech University. Do you remember who, who they playing? SMU was it? And uh, it was like end of the game, game winning touchdown, and he dropped the ball before he crossed 
the oh i think it was goal line? it wasn't smu it was tcu was it deandre washington is that no it was um it was a different Again, irrelevant yeah. but yeah but right after that happened like it would, would have been very easy for cliff to be like all right that's the man that sucks like we're fucked but instead he just goes all right guys time to go do it again and then they went and did it again so this is like the opposite of that basically is long story short yeah somebody somebody find that clip uh, all right i'll try to find it i'll try to find it i, <laughs> I do remember it. seeing video of like cliff talking to the running back on yeah the side, he like, literally says he i think he literally said all right Time to go do it again, like, or at least you can read his lips. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll put that in the show notes <laughs> if I can find it. Uh, so we have talked a little about this before, and I actually found this topic going back on the quack or the quack questions and grabbing all them. Uh, basically, the only thing we really said though is that the game would have had to end relatively early because you feel I feel like if the game goes to like double overtime, that penalty shot isn't as big of a deal as some of the chances they had in overtime and double overtime. So, so the game ends relatively early. I mean, you have Bombay and obviously uh, Riley doesn't like him. He doesn't want him after this, this penalty shot, but he is the team's best player. And Bombay or Riley is all about winning and winning big. So how, I guess, how do, does Riley sort of reconcile that if he if he benches Bombay because he's definitely hurting the team's chance to win in overtime? I I don't think like I think he's like so blinded by rage or anger that he doesn't like he's obviously not thinking clearly. Um, I mean the simple fact that he was so like down after Bombay missed that shot is a pretty clear indication of that. Um, so yeah, I just think it's bad bad coaching. A bad moment, maybe. I don't know. Well, I think it's you can make the argument that it's bad coaching either way. If he puts him right back in the game, it's like he's in, he's in no position to go and like make a play. He's going to do something stupid, and and I think that might it could be what happens is he put he puts Bombay. He says, "Hey, you better make up for that fucking mistake." Puts him right back in. Bombay like tries to make an aggressive like play on a pass, ends up giving up a breakaway or something, mm-hmm. and maybe that adds on to the whole why Bombay never plays. You know for the Hawks again or something like that, or why he continues to suppress this memory. It's because not only did he miss the penalty shot, but he was the reason they lost in overtime as well. And at the same time, you could argue that he was benched, you know, and he still kind of carries the weight. I didn't even get a chance to, to rectify it. Quick uh, question is more like a hockey, mm-hmm. uh, like a youth hockey question. Mm-hmm. Um, would that scenario always be sudden death? Yeah, okay. in overtime. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure if, if there maybe were different rules for like youth leagues or anything that you no, remember. It's it's sudden death pretty much no matter what in hockey. So, uh, yeah, that definitely be sudden death. So yeah, what I mean, what do we think happened here? Did he get benched? Did he make a mistake in overtime? I feel like they would have shown it if it was a mistake in overtime. But maybe maybe that was just cut out. Maybe that's in the director's cut of the documentary there. So, uh, what do we think actually happened there in that OT? I think he probably. Um, I think most realistically, he gets benched and um, the Hawks lose it very quickly, like within like sixty seconds of the the faceoff. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, I I definitely think he got benched, um, and I I think that makes a lot of sense, especially too because like your team would kind of be demoralized in that scenario as well, um, and and maybe pissed off or whatever at the coach because he did bench him or something like that. And I, so I think that makes sense. I, I think Charlie doesn't see the ice in the, in the overtime period. Bombay. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Freudian. 
If, if Charlie had missed the penalty shot to CC the ice in. Oh, uh, it, I feel like. I don't think that Charlie has the mental fortitude to see the ice in the overtime if that were to happen. It's like, hey. Eh. I mean, at this point, Bombay is, as a coach, he's all about like having more fun and that kind of stuff. And there's the side factor of he's dating Charlie's mom. <laughs> oh, that's so, cool. He's like, I really want to get some tonight. Yeah, so, better... so I'm going to throw him out there. And like, if we lose, we lose. Like, he's still a player on our team. So I think Charlie would play in the overtime if he misses that penalty shot for sure. Yeah. Uh, so going back to Bombay, is Bombay scarred if he doesn't play? He misses the penalty shot. He doesn't play, but the Hawks somehow win in OT without him is is that still uh like sort of depressing memory that sort of leads him on to this life of uh as a lawyer and just winning at all depressing costs? life as a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> i i think the trajectory the trajectories maybe a little different like maybe he does stick around and plays for a little while longer um but i i think it's tough for him to shake it because i think he loses riley's confidence after that so he doesn't ever have like that to fall back on so I think that rattles him and then maybe leads him to quit hockey in like three years or something. Well, maybe. Well, we do know that he plays at Eden Hall, but he never oh, really right. has the same that's like, true. you know, love for the game. Mm-hmm. And so if the Hawks win in overtime, I don't know, maybe Riley like talks to him, maybe not immediately after the game, but like sometime in the offseason, because Riley was like the father figure that Bombay sorely needed. And so maybe Riley says something like, you know, hey, we still won the thing, you know, keep your keep your chin up. And you know when you're when you're young, that could have an effect by saying, like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you know, I'm gonna just rededicate myself in the off season because we still won, and you know, all my friends still like me." So, so he would continue playing hockey. Then he he would. Do you think he like makes it if he's not uh, if the Hawks win in overtime there? I don't know if he makes it, but maybe he doesn't go down this terrible life of being a lawyer. <laughs> That's true. Terrible I guess, life. I guess terrible life of winning at all costs. And yeah. I don't know. That's a very uh, very interesting what if. Yeah, and maybe he doesn't coach the Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Butterfly effect there for sure. Uh, the other thing I was wondering about. So they're tied in this situation. Uh, Duluthius is almost scored. The announcer is like, oh, they have a chance to win the game right before that. Bombay apparently intercepts this pass and they get a penalty shot. How different is the situation if the Hawks are down one, Bombay gets this penalty shot, misses it, and they just lose the game automatically? Does that change anything if if he's if the Hawks are down and that's an automatic loss right there? Uh, I don't think it changes anything because I mean I think it's pretty clear that it had a pretty devastating impact on him. Um, one thing I would like to follow that up with is how how would you have written it? Like, what do you think makes the most sense? Yeah, that is that was the thing I was thinking. Obviously, there's a documentary, so you have to do yes. it by real by. But if I was writing a story, I don't know why I wouldn't make it that they were down and he gets this miraculous breakaway, he gets hauled down, and then there's a penalty shot to lose the game instead of yeah it's tied. Well, but then it, but then you'd still have like the overtime period if he makes it. Right. Well, I yeah. I think also it's they're obviously mirroring what happens at the end of of the Ducks championship game against the Hawks. No one wants to watch Charlie go take a penalty shot and make it and then watch overtime. (laughs) Oh, that's true. And so you have to kind of make it like that. And basically saying it's like, we lost in overtime. It's like a a throwaway line almost. 
Because I remember being very young and being like, I guess they lost in overtime or something. Yeah, I never even considered that they had played overtime. Like, I didn't even <laughs> ever really think about that. Um, but it's, I, I guess it's it's hard to like capture that moment. I, I in sports movies, like in Miracle, everybody thinks that when they beat USSR, yeah. that's when they won the championship. But that's not yeah. what happened. Yeah. Well, it it is funny though. I always think of the the Duluth East goalie like celebrating like crazy. Yeah. yeah, as if they just won the title, and he didn't title. even do anything. It should have been yeah. the fucking. Puck he should have been skating back, being post. like shaking his head, like, "Man, I am so fucking lucky." Yeah, yeah, that's a great point because yeah, he's like raising his stick as he goes to the bench, but they have overtime, and he like wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even he see was a glove, a stick right nothing. out of his pads. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, just terrible work by that Duluth East goalie, but I guess it paid off for him here. So. Um, anything else on this overtime period that we want to touch on here before we announce the winner of Quad Question of the Year? Uh, no, I think we I think we covered it. I I, I can just imagine that locker room and, and then bus ride home or whatever just being silent. No oh one yeah, saying a word. Yeah, I mean the other thing that would I guess would need to be brought up here is if it's not worth winning if you can't win big if they win by one, is it like still? valid for riley or, or is, is it okay that they i think that's more it? like a rallying cry yeah i think also maybe riley's like oh winning on a penalty shot in the championship game this is amazing like i'm and he could be like oh i'm picking the kid to do it or something like that and yeah, i'm a okay. coaching genius and i don't know <clears throat> all right all right so there you go that is the definitive answer and what happened in that overtime period Ooh, quick question though um okay we just had um college football playoff championship where alabama won in overtime as a none of us are Alabama fans, but do you think it was more like satisfying for an Alabama fan to like go through the emotions of that game, eventually winning the way it happened, as opposed to like winning thirty five nothing? Yeah, I, I guess I, would, I don't really care about Alabama fans; they're annoying. I mean, well, I mean any any sporting Drew. thing. Yeah. So then, like winning a championship game with like a last second penalty shot. Is got is definitely I think. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason you remember gratifying. like Jordan shot in Game yeah. Six yeah. and stuff like. That. You don't remember four zero like, sweeps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good equivalent. Yeah, I'm sure the Hawks had dominated the championship games in in years past. So yeah, mm-hmm. this was that that probably would have felt good for Riley to actually squeak one out and like maybe win a game that they might not have played their best in or something yeah. like. Everybody that. Everybody needs games like that to like build their legend. That's yeah. true. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's go. On there you go. That's the definitive answer, as I said, of the overtime period in the 1973 Pee Wee Championships in Minnesota. There. Uh, so let's go. Quack question of the year here. So moment everybody's been waiting for. Yes. So the quack question of the year. We had our nominees out. We extended the voting a week, and that really changed things here. So it, you're wow. welcome. You're welcome to the winner. Yeah. For- so uh, it was it was tied on. We usually record like Wednesday night like at wednesday at like 4 p.m it was tied the voting was tied and then there was a, a huge influx of votes this could be controversial huge influx of votes here but uh was it me, russian influence i looked at the ip addresses there's something interesting here but let's let's run through the the <laughs> runners up here so contestant um you had in fifth place air lemaire wow. uh fourth place is alton third place was totally offside. He was actually tied for first. Ooh, wow. In the week, uh, if it would have been a week, second place, 
I guess I should just announce first place, right? How about you announce the two questions that are in the running for first? Okay, so the first question, let me pull them up so I, I have them right here. doesn't even have them pulled up. So, the, hour. there were two questions. Uh, the first one was, uh, did Roger see an angel with Julia the cat? And is that the real reason Bombay put her in goal to stop Gunner? Great question. Yeah, so a little angels in the outfield crossover here. Uh, basically theorizing that the Angels, because they were in Anaheim, had had adopted the U.S. team. and uh, So did he see, maybe he saw like a little duck flying by her ear. Well, there was that, a duck that got inside. <laughs> that, yeah, that they saw an Angel and basically won the game because of an Angel, and then they put in the rules after. I think we theorized that they put in the rules after that the Angels can't help in a championship game. Also, it would have made a lot more sense for the Angels to come around whenever they were still D5. Maybe they did. Yeah, maybe they were around. They <laughs> An angel by sick. the name of Gordon Bombay. <laughs> and then the second one came from Bashister87, and she asked, where did Portman and Fulton get the money to go on a shopping spree in D2? I thought they were poor. Uh, our theorized, we theorized that it was a per diem and that they were possibly stealing other kids' per diems. Yes. Uh, so that one, uh, Bashester 87, second place. Ooh. First place was Zach Growinkle with Did Roger See an Angel with Julie the Cat? And is that the real reason Bombay put her in gold to stop Gunner? Uh, actually asked during the Turkey Leg Challenge. Uh, so he wins. And here's the thing. So. As I mentioned, he was tied with Totally Offside, and then there was a huge influx of votes. And I went and looked at the IP address, and none of them were the, really the same. So I don't know if that's less shady or more shady than having one IP address that like did everything. Wait, is he the one that tried to get us to vote for him? I think he tagged us on Facebook. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So maybe he just posted on Facebook and had like all his friends. Okay, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, congratulations to Zach. You'll hear Zach on this podcast sometime soon, depending on his ad- availability. But uh, one with 72% of the vote after that extra Oh, week. wow. That's dominant. Wow. That's yeah. majority. Like, way over. Yeah. So, congratulations to Zach. And uh, in that spirit, let's move on to our first quack question of 2018. Uh, Kevin, do you have the quack question ready to go there? I do. I do. Uh, so uh, happy first quack question of the year, everybody. We're going to kick this off strong uh, with, I believe, the, a first time quack question, uh, or at least first time being chosen for the quack question. So, uh, First time quack questioner. Questioner. Yeah, sure. Quack um, out to whoever this is. Yeah. Um, I have some other ideas on what we could call that, but all right. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so this one comes from Angela. Uh, who is at Angie uh, So Love at, okay. on Twitter. Um, I'm guessing that's how you say it. Um, you guys mentioned in episode eight that Fulton just came to the games and might not have might not have asked to join the team because he couldn't skate. But would that have made a difference with them falling over every three seconds anyway? He obviously saw how bad they were. Oh, good question. So yeah, so we theorized in the Fulton Reed episode like why he was hanging around in the hockey rink anyway and um yeah so if he didn't skate i think i think it's still more of him just sort of being embarrassed about where he was at rather than them sucking but uh i mean what are your thoughts did he just not be on the team because he 
felt they sucked. I I think uh, I think him not being able to stay, being able to skate, and it, regardless of them falling down every three seconds, I, I think it I think it still holds water because I mean it's kind of like the uh, like imposter syndrome of all time. Like even if he could go out there and skate just as well as they could, in his mind he doesn't see it that way. Um, he sees them out on the ice skating, and even though he probably would have been just as fine as they were, uh, he sees it differently in his head. I think maybe like subconsciously Fulton doesn't want to basically give the appearance that he's mortal really like he's this football star and so he's like look at this football star he can't even skate in the ice he's probably not that good at football either and so I don't think that's necessarily what he's thinking about but I bet that's in his mind because maybe he was at a game and he heard someone say like look at these kids they're terrible athletes they can't even skate and Fulton's like I can't skate am I a terrible athlete or something like that. So maybe it's, you know, basically in his mind of if I were to go out there and everyone saw that I can't skate and they laughed at me like some of these people are laughing at him, you know, I, I don't want to subject myself to that. Yeah, I agree with both of those things. Yeah, He's got a reputation to hold up there. So he's got to sort of keep that reputation until Bombay sort of coaxes him out of it. Uh, if he did play on that D5 team with no coaching, like where does he sort of rank? Is he like one of the better players, one of the worst players is the middle of the pack. I think just by default, he's one of the better players just because he would be one of the few that still had a chance to score. Like even if they, they were 70 yards away from goal, like he would be the only one that still had a chance to score. I, I think he's seen as one of the better players. I can imagine the ducks, like every time they got possession of the puck somehow, would just try to pass it to Fulton, no matter where he is on the ice and try to get him to shoot. Exactly, it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would take more shots on goal than anybody on that team. Yeah, and that's a good point. Like he wouldn't even have to skate that much because yeah, he's ripping him up and you know yeah. yeah yeah he's ripping slappers from like three fourths ice and like hitting the goal on yeah. it. So uh, yeah, he wouldn't have to skate that much. He would be yeah. I think he's above average. I think he's like top what four five. I'd say three. I'd like Gee Jesse Charlie. Charlie sucks at the beginning. Oh, Charlie does. Fulton is Connie. definitely better. Yeah, that's Connie's the other one. Yeah. I, I think I think Fulton is. Is probably top four with those three. Um, I think they all think that Fulton is the best player, but in reality, it's probably Guy. I but I, you also have to factor in like he would be the, the the biggest guy on the ice. Yeah, so he would also have that factor going for him. Yeah, yeah. but he loses probably his since how big he is as soon as like if you just kind of like nudged him, he would lose his balance. And so he kind of loses Yeah, but then his... he could throw his gloves off and beat the shit out of somebody. He can't catch and him, though. Pee-wee hockey. <laughs> yeah. He's got to grab him. So, I mean, that could be another thing is he knows that, like, size isn't his advantage anymore because he can't skate. And so, like, a, a little talented skater could just, you know, literally skate circles around him. Yeah, so talk about, like, keeping... But, I mean, in, they could do that around any of the ducks. That's They're true. They're all bad. <laughs> yeah, but Fulton has a reputation to keep up, and I think... It's a good point that he doesn't want to like show the weakness there, but uh, how much of his reputation is also like not being associated with these sucky kids? What do you mean? Uh, he doesn't want to hang out with a bunch of losers. Yeah. Even though he like comes to their games, I, I guess, but he doesn't I, I want to know. be on that team. I think I think he identifies with them. Like he is kind of you know he's an alley kid. Yeah, he's yeah. one of them. Yeah, one of our own, if you, yeah. if you will. Okay, so that doesn't hurt his reputation. Yeah, and, so. and it's like, they, he yeah, they really feel it hurts. They him. all know they suck. They really suck. But it's not like, like Connie, Gee, and Averman, Jesse. It's not like they're unpopular kids. You can argue, yes, Carp is probably 
the butt out of a lot of jokes at school. Ditto Charlie. But, you know. We're, we're also making a pretty big assumption that that school has a pretty good football team as well. The football team could be terrible, too. That's, yeah. That's true. But he'd be the star player there where he yeah, would be. Yeah, that's true. Good on this very, very bad team. Yeah, yeah. you know, starting middle linebacker, starting fullback, et cetera. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we answered the question here. But it wouldn't surprise me, though, if his football teammates were like... But I, I guess if the football team is terrible, it's not like the football team can talk shit about District 5. But if the football team is anything other than terrible, then maybe they are. They do talk shit about District 5. But but anywho, yeah, I think um, I think Fulton doesn't necessarily feel like he's going to be associated with, with them in a negative light by going to the games. So there you go. I think we answered the question. It's still our original theory from Episode 8. Basically, he couldn't skate, so that's why he didn't join the team, even though he hung around. And he had that sort of reputation in his mind, at the very least, that he would be weak if he was on the team. So Your they, your episode recall is fantastic. There you go. Well, I mean, she just mentioned that was our theory in episode do, eight. Oh, do you well, think she just like, put a random number and knowing that we wouldn't go back and look it up? I mean, I'll link to the episode, and I'm assuming it's the Fulton Reed episode, but it if might it's not, not be. We're gonna be. I still give you the advantage because I I literally already forgot that she said episode eight. Impression, <laughs> so. so there you go, Angie. I hope that was a satisfactory answer. Who knows? Anyway, for us, thequacktechpod.com, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com, slash quacktechpod. Uh, go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us if you think Zach's quack question winner win quite question of the year win was deserved uh go to the shop buy some stuff i got some stuff for christmas so oh yeah i saw i saw a sue floric on the uh on the old order sheet i was gonna give you a heads up but i was like nah that might be for mike for for christmas (laughs) yeah yeah so shout out to sue got a nice hoodie and a nice t-shirt make america quack again so uh i haven't seen you wear those yet i haven't worn them yet i don't think so Uh I mean, I'm waiting for the right time to bust them out. You Every know, at time. your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just rip off like the tux or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, join me and get your own quack tech gear at the shop. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Brian, your mug is on the way, I promise. <laughs>